This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 11, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The Supreme Court's recent Maryland v. King decision allows police to collect DNA samples from arrestees on a much broader scale than ever before. Walter Olson, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, says nanny statists are more than ready to find new ways to track us all through DNA testing. Even the majority opinion here in this case notes that they'll be back for more in terms of wanting to make use of this DNA database, which will be a rapidly growing database, uh, to locate people for this or that. Yeah. Uh, the dissent by Justice Scalia and the three liberals um, warned uh, very loudly that uh, they will be back. He said it will not stop at serious crime, which is the, what the Maryland law had specified. They will be back to take these tests after uh, pettier crime. They will be back to use it for other purposes. Uh, they will uh, try to dispense with protections like the one in the Maryland law, which said that if you were not found guilty, they would throw the evidence away. And even the majority opinion by Justice Kennedy uh, really did acknowledge, uh, I mean, uh, to paraphrase, uh, yes, we know they'll be back for more, and uh, we're here to uh, make sure that they don't get away with too much. We will look carefully when they try to extend it into uh, these new areas. The same week that the court handed down its decision, the state of Mississippi announced that it had thought of a new use for DNA testing. It was going to test uh, babies of many underage mothers and try to match them to a DNA database to find the biological fathers. Now, that again is just to start. Uh, the uh, undoubtedly, there will be some matches. It will save the government some money. It will lead to a few prosecutions. But in a few years, they're going to say, look, there's all these kids uh, getting welfare payments who could be getting child support payments. Uh, let's go out and identify a wider class of fathers. And by that point, people will have gotten more used to the idea. Not clear to me at all where the court is going to draw the line. Now, uh, just to be clear where Justice Scalia and the three liberals uh, drew the line, this is essentially a difference between investigating crime and investigating people, right? Yeah, um, and it gets into longstanding disputes about the Fourth Amendment. Uh, when it says uh, that the government is allowed to do a reasonable search, uh, what does that mean? Does it mean, as the majority seem to be uh, hinting, that you apply some sort of cost-benefit analysis? And uh, as in this Maryland versus King case, if it seems like you're getting a lot of benefit it's, and it's not really all that inconvenient, uh, go ahead and let them. Or as Scalia argues from his historical standpoint, do you look to what the founders were thinking, what the long history was of why we got a Fourth Amendment, what types of abuses by the British Crown had made it so important to put a Fourth Amendment in. And there you find much more concern with bright line rules about uh, why they are searching, uh, who they can search, the, uh, the, the guilty versus the innocent, uh, and, and the like. And Scalia argued very passionately that a line was being crossed here. Uh, previously, they had not allowed uh, searches that were clearly intended to gather evidence of unrelated crimes and were being um, done against someone who was still legally presumed innocent. Now, what I, th I found was notable, not only that Justice Scalia uh, crossed lines here to, to side and, in fact, write the opinion uh, with the three of the more liberal justices, but also that the most recent two additions to the court, Elena uh, Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor, were both 
in this camp as well. Sonia Sotomayor in particular has been, I think, surprisingly good on, on these criminal justice issues. Yeah. Well, there, there was talk during her confirmation about, uh, oh, she's going to have the police's back. Now, I don't remember who said that, but fortunately it uh, – <laughs> It was probably said insincerely because she has been um, very skeptical of police and prosecution. And you could kind of see that from her judicial record uh, when she had been uh, on the, the, the lower courts. But uh, Kagan, again, um, <clears throat> there certainly are parts of the left side of the spectrum where allegiance to civil liberties principles has decayed a lot. But uh, probably Elena Kagan is not from that side. Uh, she's um, uh, well steeped in uh, civil libertarian principles. Now, the interesting defector, uh, and this has been not just in Maryland versus King, but all year, uh, has been Stephen Breyer, because just as Antonin Scalia in each of the four uh, search and seizure cases this year has crossed over to join the liberals, so Breyer has crossed over to support the government and the prosecutors. And he was a Democratic appointee. Walter Olson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. He blogs at overlawyered.com. You could read more of his work at cato.org.